Good morning, everyone. This is Joe and TJ with the Schoolhouse 302, and we are here this morning with an incredible guest, Dave Tellup. Welcome to the One Thing series, Dave. Thanks, thank you guys for having me. Looking forward to it. Excellent. This is our hashtag One Thing series. This is meant to provide our listeners with an interview with a, a great leader, someone who's considered an expert in their field, and then get into some specific growth strategies um, with some leadership questions. So this month, we've been focused at the One Thing series um, on planning and preparation. And at the Schoolhouse 302, we always try to get the simple so people can lead better and grow faster. So this, this month, we're focused on you, Dave, um, who really, um, you stand out as um, a scout and just to give a little bit of background to our listeners on Dave, Dave, um, you joined the Spurs in 2013 as a team's draft scouting coordinator. Um, now you're the, um, the director of scouting. Um, you served as ESPN.com senior national recruiting analyst. Um, you spend time reporting on ESPNU. Um, you also served on the USA Developmental National Committee um, for the USA national team. Um, but all of that really puts you in the driver's seat of planning and preparation, which is why you're here with us. So um, we, we can't say enough good things about the work you're doing. I think that's evident in the Spurs success, who you're now with, with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so let's get right into it. So our topic today is planning and prep. Can you give us an example or experience that demonstrates the power of planning and preparation um, in your field, what you do? Um, to plan and prepare, and what advice you'd give others? Uh, sure. It's an interesting time in the calendar for me because I just got, we just got done with uh, basically an entire year worth of planning and preparation, and it culminated with the NBA draft on June 22nd. Um, so, just to kind of give you an idea of what planning and preparation mean for that is as an organization, and, and most teams in the league do this, we invest. Uh, a tremendous amount of economic, intellectual, and just manpower into the NBA draft. Um, you get to – typically you get to make two selections, uh, and your first-round draft pick can, can help alter the course of, of the makeup of your team in most cases. So we invest a tremendous amount of time in that. And the draft process has many cycles, but it, you, it pretty much is a 10-month-a-year endeavor. So just to give you an idea of planning and preparation, the draft culminated on June 22nd. We had the 29th pick. We picked a young man from the University of Colorado, Derek White, who spent three years at Division II uh, University of Colorado Springs, where he was able to amass $9,000 in student loans and is probably the only NBA player in the league who has student loans. Um, and then he transferred to the University of Colorado, and we got to know him basically uh, for one year in a very tight window. Uh, and we culminated with our selecting him on June 22nd. So fast forward, now it's, it's the middle of July. And for the last week, I've been working on a list for our 2018 draft already um, because we need to start to deploy our resources in the right places uh, in preparation for a draft that's 11 months away. That's incredible, Dave. I mean, that's just a lot of time dedicated to getting the right people on your team. So 
it's a really interesting example with planning and preparation and what it takes to build the right team. I think for our listeners in organizational leadership, it's just uh, an example of hiring slow and making sure that you're planning and your preparation and, and getting the right people on your team is, is critical as well. Well, it, it has to be. Um, you know, when you go, when you endeavor in a situation, for instance, our, our basketball team has, you know, five to six coaches and typically 15 member, 15 players on that team. Those guys are going to spend 82 regular season games and hopefully another 20 in the playoffs together. So you can never put together a unit that is going to harmoniously get along 24 hours a day for all of those days. But when you do the planning and preparation for putting together a team, um, you like to try and mesh as many different personalities that are going to work together. And there are some common things that, that guys on our team have to have in order to be successful. And when you can put that many people who have, um, I don't want to say like-minded interests, but the ability to focus um, on a, on an end goal, which is uh, to win more games than everyone else and last longer in the playoffs and enjoy the process while you're doing it. Um, that's, that's really what we try and do. That's, that's, that's awesome. So what I really liked about what you just said there was just the enjoyment factor. So we're going to plan and prep. Everybody's involved in the planning and preparation. We're going we're gonna to spend an incredible amount of time getting ready for what's most important to us. In any organization, that would be whatever the goals are. Um, and here we're talking about winning basketball games. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible that the whole team is involved in that and that you're focused on enjoyment. Well, if it's not, um, you know, Greg Popovich is our, is our head coach, and he will often say it, it's not worth it if you don't like the people that you're doing it with. And it's an interesting way of looking at it in a league that is so competitive and driven mainly by results by, by the general public. But I think that in our organization, um, it is imperative that you enjoy the journey and you take great pride in the people you work with and have a sense of enjoyment with the group that you're in. And if those things line up, um, we're going to have a good year. Um, and if we don't have a great year in wins and losses, but there's a great enjoyment in the group, um, there will be some, some fulfillment in that too. You know what, Dave, that's, that's awesome, awesome leadership advice for our listeners. Um, just the fact that we're going into a year, we planned, we're extremely confident with what we plan to do. We set our goals, we set our sights. Um, but even if things don't go well, we like the people who were around and we're going to have a good time doing it. Um, so Definitely our listeners will benefit from that. We can't, uh, we can't express how grateful we are for talking to you about planning and prep. We're going to dive right into our five leadership questions um, for our hashtag one thing series. And the first question we have for you is, who is one person or group who you follow for either knowledge or inspiration? And where can we find them? 
Sure. Um, I'm, I've been fortunate, and we're all fortunate in San Antonio to work with a, a general manager, manager named R.C. Buford. And he is, uh, he's a guy of great individual and team accomplishments. Um, but what really uh, inspires you to follow him is that he is a lifelong learner. And he has the ability to maintain a sense of humility that is just uncommon. Uh, to educate himself, seek education, and empower the people who work for him to to um, to better themselves for the betterment of, of themselves and our team. And I'll say this about R.C. Buford, um, who'll someday be in the Basketball Hall of Fame, um, not because of the five championship teams he's put together. That'll be certainly the reason why he gets in there. But when he's enshrined in the Hall of Fame, It'll be because maybe 20% of the league, other general managers will have worked under him at some point and realize the gift he was to, to the league. But I'll say this about RC, and I often get asked what, what makes him different than other people. And it's really kind of simple. We all, have, we all say we have all these balls up in the air and we're juggling them around. I've never seen anyone juggle more balls at a higher level without letting them fall to the floor than R.C. Buford. And uh, it's to, to be around that is, is pretty inspirational. Wow, Dave. I, it's, it's amazing that you, you hear about people, and this is why uh, TJ and I do this. It's funny, in the basketball community, R.C. is probably a legend. Um, and many of our listeners, since we, we rest within the educational community, have never heard of R.C. Buford, but three things you just said resonate with every leader, every educator, every business person, and that's, you just said, lifelong learning, humility, and empowering others, and I don't, I don't know if there's three more powerful things, so um, that's incredible. Let's, let's go on to another question. There's one thing that people should try to do on a regular basis that would make a difference in their day or life? What, what would you say to them? One thing that they should do on a regular basis? Well, it's, it's not something I do a good job of as a father and a husband and need to get better in this area, but it's something that uh, I focused on the last year in my professional life, and I want it to transfer to my personal life, but it's put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand the context in which they're coming from. And applying it to, to a workplace setting is we probably interviewed 100 players for, for our pick last year in the draft. And uh, I think I made a conscious effort going into the interview to say I want to understand the context where this young man is coming from because everyone's journey is different. Um, but it was important to know where they started from and how they got to where they're going and how they view the world. So that was, um, that was something that I thought personally made a difference for me after trying to make an effort to, to do that. And uh, I found it very valuable. Dave, that's, that's incredible advice. I mean, for any leader, know your people, I think is just critical. Um, and the context where they're coming from is just uh, is, can't be put any better than that. Let's talk about our third question here um, for the Hashtag One Thing series. 
what's the one thing that you want to know or be able to do that you don't already? If you could download something into your brain, what, what, what would that be as, as a leader or as a, as a, as a, a recruiter in your field? I think it's something that we do on occasion, but we don't do enough of. And I, I know for me that this is, this is an issue, but I, I want to be able to stop and take the time to, to continue to learn from mistakes. Um, I think you have to take ownership of your mistakes. And I think that it's a critical part of, growing and understanding and learning but I think we need to slow down and actually assess and evaluate those mistakes along the way in order to to fully bear that out and by that I mean a mistake is something that may or may not be correctable um, but it is a learning technique it's a learning tool and it you have to be given the latitude to slow the process down, go back, retrace your steps and make an objective evaluation of where things got off the rails. And if you could do that a little bit more, I, I think it would be all the more valuable. Dave, that's um, we've, we've talked, discussed and written about reflection quite a bit, the power of reflection, um, having the right mindset to go back and look at things um, but something you also said earlier, if you're in the right environment, when you choose to work for a team um, and then you're building that team, um, I think that helps. I think that also if you're working in a, in a pressure cooker that's not receptive and understanding that mistakes are going to happen and let's learn from them, learn from them very quick. We're not talking about, you know, letting too much time go by, but I think that environment can, can um, be critical. Yeah. There's a, it's interesting, Joe, like, there's a, the NBA calendar is a 10 month sprint. And then you have the months of August and September. And this is only my fifth year going into the league, but I found that the months of August and September really slow down. And I think I've noticed this in our organization that um, slow down doesn't mean stop in terms of just taking the months and, and not doing any work. But I, I think that what they are, and it's unspoken in our organization, is it's a natural time for reflection and planning. And um, I find myself looking forward to those two months because I know, one, I'm going to be in one place for an extended amount of time, and I'm usually not. And then the other part is it's an opportunity to pick up a book again and, and read it's an opportunity to look at some situations that happened in the last year and go back and evaluate them. And um, I enjoy the downtime of those months, but I'm also, um, this is probably not a great thing, but I'm also excited about being able to just jump back in and delve into, delve into some things that I've had on the back burner for a long time, some burning questions. Um, but at the same time, and I think this is important, um, you have to recharge your batteries. And it's not being lazy or being selfish. It's doing the right thing for yourself and your family. And that's something that um, had been a difficult concept for me for a long time to, to get to. Yeah, I think that's a struggle for many people, especially when you're loving your work. Um, 
Dave, let me ask you this. What's one thing that you do um, to continue to support your growth? You mentioned like maybe pick up a book, but are there something you, like one thing you do that maybe others can replicate, whether it's a podcast, a book, a strategy um, that you could uh, tell our listeners? Man, I do things in spurts. I wish I could say I did this all the time, but it seems like I it seems like my ADD kicks in and I kick something to the curb. Um, but I, I do have a, an appetite for for reading, and I I listen to a decent amount uh, of podcasts, uh, and especially at certain times in the year, those things spike. Uh, but there was a book that I read. And uh, I've gotten to know the author of this book uh, fairly well. His name's Ron Shapiro. And he wrote this book called Dare to Prepare. And basically, um, the crux of the book uh, was that nothing is too small from the scripting of a meeting to the preparation for a visit. And um, I've tried to apply that for the last three or four years to, to what I do. And try and send the message to our group, the guys that I work with as well. And I found uh, that in the draft, preparation has, has certainly helped us. But there is something that I, I like about preparation that's very simple. And I think that the pieces come together with preparation in my business when you are prepared to be lucky. And when that guy is sitting there in the draft room that – you really like, and for whatever reason, some other people don't like him, but you've done the work and you're prepared to draft him. The moment when preparation and luck meet is probably uh, as good as it gets. That's incredible. That's awesome. Thanks for, you know, and I think it's great that you're bringing it back to that preparation, dare to prepare. Uh, what a great title. Um, Dave, our last one thing series question for you here for our listeners. What's one thing that you used to think that you don't think anymore? Boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get personal for a minute with this answer um, because I, I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. And I, I say I still struggle with it, but I'm trying to get over the mountain. Is I don't think that you're – I think that you have to be able to take your successes and your failures professionally and not have them define you personally. And um, having spent 20 plus years in the, in the competitive field of sports, whether it was college or the NBA level, I think it has been the most difficult thing for me to, to really wrap my mind around because your identity gets caught up in what you do and it should be caught up in who you are. And um, it's, it's really, uh, it's been a little bit of a personal awakening for me. And I think it, my wife, my wife says it best. She says, you're just not that important. <laughs> and I, uh, I think that that's perfect. <laughs> and I think everybody needs to hear that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure um, our wives have, have thought the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, I, I got to tell you, um, this has been incredible. Um, incredible strategies for people, but you know, your honesty and your candor has been um, actually refreshing, you know, and I think you've, you've touched on some things here that I, it's, it's, it's wonderful to hear with someone who's successful that can still reflect and not get caught up in their success. 
And um, so we really appreciate um, that because one of our, our slogans is, look, life, life is complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. So focus on those simple things that get you through the day and that are most important. So Dave, thank you so much for being with us today. We, we couldn't thank you enough. No, I appreciate you guys. And Joe, I've known you a long time. Uh, TJ, we've only met through the uh, audio of a computer, but I'm, I'm sure <laughs> if you're hanging out with Joe, uh, there's a good reason. Uh, and Joe, I've known you a long time, and I appreciate your friendship, and I've always respected uh, how you go about your business. So thank you very much. Well, thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. So just real quick for our listeners, um, please be sure to check out our blog at theschoolhouse302.com. Um, where we have blog posts, podcasts, and video logs. Um, and again, please check out um, the San Antonio Spurs. They're a great organization. Um, and thank you so much for your time, Dave. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Awesome.